Welcome to the Luminous Podcast, weekly meditations, readings, and blessings to assist with our rest, peace, and spiritual wellness. You can find out more at LuminousAnglican.com. Happy Easter, He is risen. This is the Feast of the Resurrection. I'm Father Chad Jarnigan, vicar of Luminous Anglican Parish. The Easter narrative this year is John 20, 1 through 18, from the NRSV. Early on that first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look and saw the linen wrappings lying there, and he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, followed him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head. Not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead, that the disciples returned to their home. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting there. The body of Jesus had been laying, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and saw him in Hebrew, Aboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not touch me because I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. 
Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he has said these things to her. This is the gospel of our Lord. Today begins the great 50 days of Easter. In John's version of the resurrection story, Mary Magdalene discovers the empty tomb before sunrise while it was still dark. Frederick Beatner expands on this to comment the darkness of the resurrection itself. He describes the first Easter morning as a time when it was hard to be sure what you were seeing. The gospel tells us that the disciples stumbled around in half light on the third day after Jesus' crucifixion. There were a lot of questions. Mary saw the angels, but the other disciples didn't. Were those really angels sitting in the unlit tomb? Were those misshapen shadows really Jesus' grave clothes? A stranger lurking around outside with an oddly familiar voice. Was he really a gardener? Someone else? Early in the morning, while it was still dark, that's where Easter begins. On Easter Sunday, I know that we think about sunrises and spiffy clothes and eggs and brunch and lunch, and, and hopefully you're not one who thinks about those marshmallow peeps. If that's the case, I'll pray for you. Oh. But could it be that death is such an abyss, such a horror, such a violation, that only a mystery as profound as resurrection in the dark will suffice? Speaking of the cross, Brian Zahn has a profound and succinct way of seeing and viewing the crucifixion. The cross is not the appeasement of an angry and retributive God. The cross is not where Jesus saves us from God but where Jesus reveals God as Savior. The cross is not what God inflicts upon Jesus in order to forgive, but what God in Christ endures as he forgives. And praying, Father, forgive them. The cross is both ugly and beautiful. It's as ugly as human sin and as beautiful as divine love.
But in the end, love and beauty win. I have a strange story that comes from a memory of visiting my grandmother's house when I was a kid. It was an old brick house with no AC and a coal-burning furnace, if that tells you anything. When having to go to the basement, you had to enter at the top of the stairs, close the door, and wait for your eyes to adjust. Because oddly enough, the light switch for the stairs was at the bottom of the staircase. I'm sure this certainly wasn't up to code. I have so many stories about that basement and those stairs. But I had this memory rush back to me when I was looking at this story this year. Over these past few weeks, years, we have seen death exceeding all boundaries, violating our peace, our safety, our schools, our life. And our shiny religious certainties can only last for so long. Our small framework cannot contain the luminous expansion of God's reality, God's reach, God's hope. When we experience loss, maybe dim light helps us to adjust to God's brilliant reality. Early in the morning, while it was dark. Today, And the season of Easter helps us to adjust and pivot towards the divine and the truth that deep peace can come after deep pain. Joy slowly returns after mourning and usually in deeper form. The resurrection joy and celebration of Easter only exists because of Christ's undoing of death. As much pain, tension, and hurt that is in our world, there are moments of resurrection to be found when humans, sons and daughters, embrace kindness, grace, advocacy, and solidarity. And truly, love. The resurrection of Christ reveals that death and darkness are a beginning Life and light will always, always transcend the weight of our human reality. So the women who came to the tomb were confused by what they had found and truly frightened by what they saw because the women did not go to the tomb looking for hope. They were searching for a place to grieve And my friend David Cassidy said this, the terrifying prospect of Easter is that God called these women to return to the same world that crucified Jesus with a very dangerous gift. Hope 
in the power of God, the reach, the reality of God, the unending reservoir of forgiveness and an abundance of love, it would make them seem like fools. Who could believe such a thing? And David continues to say, let us hear them. Let us join them. People of the way of Jesus believe in resurrection. I believe it as a reality and metaphor. God is always and everywhere in the work of making us fully alive, alive in hope, alive to creation, alive to one another, alive to love. And the great good news of Jesus is the undoing of death, all death, every death, death itself. As we have said over the last season, starting with Jesus weeping for Lazarus, going to the cross, and his last instructions to his disciples before his arrest and crucifixion, and now we will continue to realize that our path is not to the grave, but through it. The one who weeps bleeds, loves, is the one who resurrects. Thanks be to God, for he is risen. If you would like more information or ways to be a part of Luminous, please go to luminousanglican.com. Peace be with you.